Hello, guys, and welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. I'm Alex Whiteley, and my co-host today is Amy. How's it going, Amy? You right? Good morning, Alex. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. We were supposed to do this um, interview in person today, but um, I had to have a PCR test because my wife got COVID. Um, so <laughs> it's a really odd situation where uh, they're like, oh, okay, so you've got this deadly uh, virus in, in your house, but uh, if your wife gets it, you can still go out and do your thing. It's really weird. I feel so guilty just going out and doing stuff, but I'm negative, so I've got th- I've got things to do, but I've only just found out today. So uh, today we're speaking to someone, we, me and Amy were just talking before we hit record, that we're, we're really excited to be speaking to, that's Sarah I author. Uh, English teacher and and um, and writing tutor. Yeah, children's author. Hi, morning. <laughs> How are you? You good? I'm fine, thank you. Yes, yes. Are you? I'm really pleased to be here. Yeah, me too. I wish we were we were going to come to see you. I wish we could have. That's yeah. all right. I have to eat all the biscuits now that I got for you. And you're not the only person as well. This is becoming a thing now. People give me biscuits. Uh, Mike Perkins was meant to come out of my house uh, this week. Um, he's the illustrator for Swamp Thing. Um, and um, I, I had to cancel on him too. You know, I've got to protect people. I've got to protect the people. And he brought me shoes with biscuits as well. I was like, what? So, <laughs> damn you, COVID. Damn you. Um, Sarah, so you're in Bridge North, right? I am, yes, yes. I've uh, been living here for about, well, just over 20 years now. So uh, so I think I think I like the place, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> no, it's a lovely place to live, great place to live. So, uh, yeah, I live here with my son. And, um, yeah, we, uh, we I love it. It's brilliant. Where, you, where do you hail from originally? Oh, you might be able to tell the twings in my uh, my accent. I am actually from Birmingham originally, so I sort of was, uh, you know, brought up and did all my schooling and uh, and so on. Um, yeah, just until my early twenties, and then uh, and then moved a variety of places and ended up ended up here in Shropshire. So yeah, good place to end up. It's one of those things, isn't it? You get Shropshire and you're kind of like, no, I'm all right. I'm good. I'm good here. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> really. Um. Now, uh, when I was reading about you, because uh, obviously you got in touch, and I was kind of like, "Oh my god, I, I love." There's nothing better than to step inside the the head of an author or an artist, doesn't mean you know. I love that so much. Um, and then I started reading about you, and I was just, I, I recognized, I recognized Derek the Alien. I don't know why I recognized it, but I did. I guess it's because I got a kid. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I've read one of you. You know what I mean? I just recognized it instantly. And it, where where does this come from? Where does Derek come from? I, do you know what? I don't know. I. I, I <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there one day. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I've always written. I've always enjoyed writing, uh, right from a very early age. I guess it's the same with anybody who enjoys doing something, whether you're sporty or, you know, enjoy cooking or what have you. But I, I enjoy writing. So I've always written. And like many writers, we've probably got uh, half a story and stuffed in various drawers, you know, over the years. Um, but one day I decided, I thought, I'm going to write uh, – a children's book I don't know I'd, I'd written bits and pieces before but uh and all of a sudden Derek kind of came into my head and uh, I always write in rhyme so uh, I thought what do you rhyme with Derek what's you know this, 
<laughs> so I made sure that maybe Derek wasn't on the end of the line that I had to roam with. So, um, yeah, so Derek the alien can, you know, little alien who hadn't got a home and uh, eventually finds the orange jelly planet, um, which is great when I go around to schools because, uh, you know, we talk about, you know, what would you, what planet uh, would you live on if you could sort of have any kind of planet? You know, and some, some of the children will say things like, I want a chocolate planet. Or one did say um, they wanted a one made of Haribo sweets. And, and so we kind of get the imagination of the child going a bit really with this and um and then after that was my uh my second book about Derek which is uh Derek and the um sort of the raspberry milkshake sky so uh where there's an accident that happens in space and uh so it starts to rain pink raspberry milkshake which is which is great really because you're going to go out there with your cups and sauces and your bottles and collect it I so, love yeah. that. Is, is it raining men no 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 grab a cup i'll show you what it's raining <laughs> so much better, obviously so you know, <laughs> is incredible i can't stop smiling about how did did it just happen did you just start writing and all of a sudden the orange jelly planet appeared or do you have to plan your stories or does it just happen you know um it sounds ridiculous it sounds you know i want to say yes i planned it for weeks and then you know i went and researched and i did this and i did do you know what i think when you've got a bit of a, a crazy brain like mine or a bit of a you know, or maybe a creative imagination, I should say, really. Um, things do come to you. You know, I could be sitting here and looking at something and think, what happens if that, you know, that was magic or that was, you know, that spoke to me or that maybe that's, you know, as a child, perhaps I was told I was daydreaming. But as an adult, I've got a creative mind and I'm a children's author. So, you know, it's uh, it does things come to you. Um yeah. And when I do creative writing workshops, you know, we uh, and, I, and when I go around schools, oh, it's fantastic when you go around schools because, you know, there's uh, the, the children, their imaginations are fantastic. And uh, it's lovely to hear some of the ideas they come up with as well. So for their own stories, too. So, yeah. You just said something really interesting. And I'm so glad you go around the schools and uh get children enthusiastic because you said you know as a child you'd have been classed as a, just a daydreamer I think you said but as an adult I can now say I'm a creative writer and isn't that a shame that as a child we couldn't say wow you're going to be a creative writer but just a daydreamer you know it's um yeah, that's right. That's true. And I think also there's, um, you know, there's there's a point as well where a lot of parents and, and, you know, teachers will say this, that a child will grow up and then suddenly a lot of children, um, dare I say, mainly boys, and I shouldn't really say that, but it is more likely to be boys, start to drift away from reading and they're not interested. So, and, you know, if anybody's listening now, they probably know of children who, oh, yeah, they used to read loads when they were a child, you know, bedtime stories. And and suddenly there's this step back, not as interested um, and very reluctant. So I, I did write a third. In fact, I have it behind me. Uh, where's it gone? It's this side. Um, it's a bucket full of bogeys that's what I called it a bucket full of bogeys and I wrote it for children who hate reading and hate poetry because they're just literally a bunch of poems um that are all about bogeys and snot and um you know <laughs> going to the loo and all sorts of weird and wonderful things uh toilet humor really um to hopefully get them back into back into reading as they used to be so yeah. uh, yeah. We have 
in our household, um, Alex and I were talking about how much we love reading to our children. It's oh, yeah. just, we went through a list of all our favorites. Um, but then, yeah, my son is 12. And for the last couple of years, it's a struggle to try and find books for boys of that age, isn't it? I mean, yeah. he's not on to um, Ranulph Fiennes and Steve Backshaw. So that's cool. He's got an interest. But Good. yeah, there's a gap, definitely, isn't there? Absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I enjoy, well, I enjoyed, he's 14 now, my son, but I enjoyed uh, reading to him as well. Um, you know, to bedtime stories and and because I'm a bit dramatic, sort of my background is acting and drama. Of course, you uh, want to put on the, you know, you want to put on the accents and the voices. Yeah, we were just talking about that. We were talking about yeah. frog, frog on the log. I was probably uh, sort of teetering on being really racist with that because I was like, <laughs> Frog on the log. You know, I'd really <laughs> I love that book. It's one of my favorites. I had a great cut voice for Kipper, you know, it's sort of in the Kipper book. So it's just uh it's just to get everything excited, you know, make it more interesting and uh, exciting for them. Kipper, I think you've got to say like Ray Winston. Yep. I'm oh. Kipper. Books. <laughs> <laughs> it brings us to our childhood again, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does definitely. Yeah. Mm. And um, you, your claim to fame is that uh, uh, Kate and William really enjoyed uh, Orange Jelly Planet, right? They did. I know. Um, I had, shocked you. <laughs> it, it was, yeah, I, it was quite strange because it was um, it was my birthday. It was in June, and uh, you know I had a few cards come through the post, and along with it, they saw the letter, and it got Kensington Palace on the back, and I thought, well, they don't know my birthday. <laughs> What's that? I'm so, not hundred yet. <laughs> I opened it up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe something was, you know, something was cross cross wires. But uh, no, it, it was it was really lovely to get that, and um, it, it just just really lovely. Um, so your book tends to uh, hopefully spread a bit of joy uh, to everywhere. Really, that's your plan. When it comes to looking for new ideas, because um, you you hold uh, creative writing courses, um, when you're really trying to find an idea becomes difficult right is it is there is there something in you where you got to you got to sort of relax a little bit and not think about those things and not pressure yourself to come up with the new great idea and all of a sudden bing light bulb you know is that true i think you do have to be in a frame of mind you can't uh, some writers can do it you know they go right today i'm going to write two hours of uh, work and i'm going to sit here with a piece of paper and here's my pen and that's it uh, i can't do it on demand like that I might be I don't know emptying the dishwasher and then all of a sudden this idea will come into my head and I go right I've got to stop that I've got to just get it down on a piece of paper quickly um it might be uh, the other day I was putting on a pair of shoes and, and an idea had come to me I won't say what it is but an idea came to me and I thought I've got to write a few things down because I'm going to need I, I need that to be a book so um I, I sort of collect so you collect different ideas um and the people in my writing course at the moment um there's we have a small a small writing group there's six of them over a six-week period and wow their imaginations and they come from all different kinds of backgrounds some are brilliant writers but they're writing in certain ways for uh you know for work like bid writing for example not creative writing bid writing so you know they're they are really enjoying having a you know learning a different way of writing and and being more creative so yeah you do you do need to have to sort of be in a, a sort of a frame of mind uh, and i think relaxed and more at ease and less stress, yeah. definitely i i feel like you've it depends what mood you're in 
and whether you've had enough rest and stuff, you know, because uh, just before we came on here, I was just recording a few liners because I've got a radio show. Um, and I was just doing, I like to keep things fresh. So I just hit record and I was just like, what are you still doing here? The show ended two two songs ago. You want to grab a mop and help me? You know, little things like that. And it just comes to you. It really yeah. does. But that's because I'm in the right state of mind. I'm feeling good today. Um, whereas tomorrow, yesterday, when I was feeling all tired, probably got COVID. <laughs> Creative block, you know? Yeah. Um, absolutely yeah. absolutely um i think when you you're sort of creative or artistic you do have to be i guess i guess it's the same if you're a i don't know an olympic athlete as well you have to be in a sort of a, a right state of mind i guess mm. yeah um what about you amy um how, when, when, are you, when are you most likely to break out a, a masterpiece or whatever it is you're doing what kind of fr frame of mind do you need to be in <laughs> I, I think it just does arrive when I, I'm least expecting it, emptying the dishwasher, emptying the washing machine or on the school run. Um, but I do have to say, I am. I just think the idea of a creative writing retreat is amazing. We've all, we all feel that we've got a book inside us, don't we? And it's been um, a, an itch I've been wanting to scratch for years, but it, it's almost being allowed to isn't it or allowing yourself to realize that you can just start writing words and you don't have to do it in the style of anyone else because I think that can be quite um quite hard as well can't it it's like well what sort of style do I want to be like and actually just allowing yourself at a retreat or in one of your classes to just be you and write uh, I find it really interesting. This is why I'm so excited about speaking to you today. Um, it's a self-acceptance. So, um, yeah, it's wonderful, Sarah. I think it's great. Yeah, I think I think it's being being yourself, isn't it? Allowing to be yourself. And mm -hmm. like you said, if you if you do try and you know think to yourself, oh, I, you know, I've got to copy how that person um, that person's style is, then it, it can be very restrictive. So um, I mean, you can be inspired by other writers. I mean, yeah. that's one thing. But uh, you know, as you get inspired with music and and so on. But certainly, um, you know, it's a chance of being being yourself. Um, I did recently had have a, a look around and different retreats that were out there for people thinking well what what do people do you know are, are there writing retreats what's out there and I was quite surprised how many retreats were online and I thought well surely the word retreat means retreat <laughs> to leave and to go and to be somewhere else so yeah. I thought, that might work for people I'm not knocking those because they you know if they work for people that's fantastic um but I don't think for me, um, if I was wanted to go into a retreat, I wouldn't want to be around my home surroundings with the phone going and, you know, somebody knocking the door and Amazon dropping off a parcel and, you know, and I'm trying to sort of put something down. It's it's all about um, going away, having the time for yourself, relaxing and being at one and being with like minded people and um, being allowed to to do that and coming out with coming out with a book or at least half a book or you know a plan for a book something um and I think I found certainly over the time where we've had the pandemic and lockdowns and all of the things that you know everybody's been through um I found that and I don't know what it is I don't know whether Alex can sort of shed some light on this but it seems to be a lot of women that want to do the writing courses it seems to be a lot of women who want to go on the retreats uh well, you know the answer though don't you you know the answer because guys know the answer don't they 
you know you know what i mean it's that's the, i think that's a genuine thing people are so um i've speak to a lot of young guys right genuinely is one of my jobs and you know a lot of young guys are scared to ask for opinions and scared to ask for help because they feel like they've got to do it by themselves you know and it's one of those things and you know i i totally agree with you about taking yourself away from your reality your reality your 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 home comforts because one of my favorite places in the world is rockfield studios in wales that's where like bohemian rhapsody was recorded and oasis did record and stone roses and all stuff it's this farm in the middle of nowhere in wales here's your instruments here's a recording studio off you go Right, and they would stay there for weeks on end until they got it right. And you know, you taking yourself away, you, you take a kid away from an Xbox, uh, away from all those modern day luxuries, and give them a task to do. They'll do it. They'll go out there and do it. This because there's no distractions. Um, I feel like we need to definitely encourage when it comes to young, younger in, in life mm. with kids, yeah. encourage them to ask for opinions and ask for help. Yeah, I think that's true. Yes, yeah. so, because they don't like asking, or they, you know, yeah. they don't feel they should, or, um, and and certainly. But I, I think with the the retreat that we decided to put on, I got together with a, a fantastic lady um, called Lynn Robinson, who is, uh, she's a, a Reiki specialist. She um, writes books. Um, oh my goodness, she's amazing. If you look on her website, the amount of things that she uh, she does. But she's a, she's a great writer, and uh, as I say, oh, we know it. We knew each other because we were at a, a literary lunch at some point about, oh, I don't know, three years ago. Um, we've kept in touch. And then one day we were talking. She does retreats. She does wellness retreats, spiritual wellness retreats, which are, you know, they get booked up really quickly. Um, and she's got them in January and February of next year. Uh, those are all booked. And suddenly we got talking on Zoom and we started to talk about what about having a writer's retreat. So um, ours is going to be we've decided to do a writer's retreat and ours is going to be in, in May of next year. Um, but we didn't want it at, um, you know, a little hotel sort of in the middle of the town. And we find that some retreats, they don't offer food and all of this. So we put a package together for people who are interested in going away from home from Friday to Sunday. So it's not, a you know, it's just a long weekend uh, where they can totally focus on themselves. They can have home-cooked food, Lynn cooks, thank God Lynn cooks, she is amazing, uh, but she makes sure everything is organically homemade, fresh food for everybody for the whole weekend. There are... Um, there are therapists on hand for everything from massage to meditation, um, you know, anything you like, holistic holistic uh, treatments. Uh, I'm going to be doing the writer's workshops throughout. Um, and you know what? We're going to have an absolutely fantastic time. But the And, and at the end of it, we are, we are, we are doing, uh, those people are going, there is going to be a surprise happening during the weekend. I can't say too much about that now, but certainly it's, it's not a little surprise. We're not giving people, you know, a, a new pen or anything like that. It's a big surprise. So, um, so yeah, so we, we're actually doing this and we're doing it on the edge of the uh, the Peak District, the uh, National Park there. So it's going to be in a beautiful place. Um, so, you know, when you're in the hot tub outside thinking about your book, what you're going to write next, you've got all that view, you've got work money people, and you've got support and guidance as well. So, uh, so yeah, I'm dying to go. <laughs> I might not get much writing done, but I'd still like to come. <laughs> yeah, uh, no. Sorry, Amy. No, I, I'm definitely old. I think I'm going to email you. 
the end of this interview, if that's okay. If there are spaces, are there spaces left if people want to there join? Yeah, because the first uh, couple of months, uh, the wellness ones are all taken up now. But um, we're now booking just um, a deposit uh, for the May retreat. We, we're we not doing it whereby there are going to be, you know, 20 odd people either. We're doing it whereby there's going to be under 10 people so that, um, you know, people are focused upon. You're not in a massive room with, you know, humongous amount of people, even though that would be probably quite nice. Um we want to focus on the person rather than just numbers. So yes, absolutely, you can you can email us. Absolutely, no problem at all. But uh, yeah, it's a time for rejuvenating uh, and you know learning new skills and uh, and just getting you know recharging your batteries. I think. Mm. Yeah. What do you guys? I mean, what do you do to sort of keep fresh with uh, with what what's going to go on inside the young you know the heads of young kids? Because um, you know you, you can write something that doesn't compute to a six year old. Do you know what I mean? So you've got to kind of get yourself in their zone, I guess. How do you do that? I think it's a case of um, you. Okay, the, we we know kind of what the books are out there at the moment. I'd like to know what's sort of selling, what sort of you know uh, what the kids are reading. Um, and when I used to work, I don't work in as many school. Well, I don't work in schools now, um, but I was always working in schools, and so I would always be you know up on that. So I do check constantly. You know what's what's on the shelves of Waterstones. Um, but my books, I think if it if I have an idea. Um, and I kind of find that my imagination runs away with that. I've got to stop and think, right, who is actually going to read this? Who is this for? You know, is it for a three-year-old or is it going to be for a 12-year-old? Um, and I've got to obviously make sure that, you know, we, as we know, if we do, um, let's say we do a bedtime story with a child, we know that the, the book is only going to be having about well, 30 pages in it and just a few words on each page. Whereas if you write a book with, you know, 7,000 words in every night, you know your three-year-old is going to get a bit bored so um so yeah I just work out you know this idea where is it going to how is it going to be written you know is it going to be an elongated story is it going to be for an older child so there's lots and lots of considerations uh and you know it it works out it works out so yeah you take advice as well so yeah and taking advice I guess being on a retreat with other writers but you can speak to and confide with it's a healthy thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, some people might come with, you know, half a story written and go, well, I don't know what to do with this. I've got stuck. Where where, where do I go next? Others may go, I, I just don't know what the first words are going to be. Um, and, uh, you know, anything is possible. I always say to, uh, say to people that, you know, we've got 26 letters in the alphabet. And the way that all of those letters are put together to make words, to make sentences, to create books that help us, you know, that can make us very emotional, can make us cry, can make us laugh. And it's pretty clever, really. There's only 26 letters. So, you know, we find ways of getting that, uh, you know, that inspiration. And um, certainly, you know, the, the retreat will do that. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, we're not, the other thing is that we're not, we're not sort of handing people a piece of paper where the, here's your timetable, you know, nine o'clock, you're going to be there and half past two, you're going to be having a massage. And for, there are, lots and lots of things laid out for people to join um and then you and it's within it's not a hotel it's a very big house the most beautiful house with a, a spa outside just outside just further across on the grounds it's absolutely gorgeous um you know it's five star 
And um, so people might want to go off and just be on their own, just reflecting, just writing. Somebody else might decide that it's time for a massage and they can do that. Others might take a walk. Others might join, you know, the next uh, the next writing workshop that we do, which will be sort of spaced out all over the weekend. So there's lots of options, lots of... Uh, so it'll be customised to that person. So, yeah. Do you have an event, business or promotion that needs advertising? Well, the Shrewsbury Biscuit is here for you. With listeners local, nationwide, even worldwide, we have the perfect place to get the word out. And the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast is a registered CIC, so you'd be helping us while we help you. Drop us a line at shrewsburybiscuitpodcast at gmail.com and speak to us today. The Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast, the voice of Shrewsbury. Uh I noticed that you got uh, your stuff. Is it illustrated, sounds wonderful, Sarah, and I like the fact. No, go on, Amy. It's a bit of a lag. It's fine. Carry on. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the fact that you want to keep it small just makes it less of a conference feel. We're not going there with our notebooks. Well, we are going with notebooks, but and we're going to be lectured. It, it just sounds so incredibly intimate. And I think you might have, a, well, I think you have got a very magic recipe there for, for beautiful. And I think I know why it may be more women taking you up on it is just because I think a lot of women soul search during the lockdowns. And, yes. um, and I think that we found things in our soul that maybe we've realized are super important and super amazing. And writing retreats or retreats of any kind have become very magical for women now. It's what we needed, that missing part. Um, yeah, it sounds lovely. Yeah, I think you're right, Amy. And, uh, and we find that, uh, you know, you want to sort of... Uh, learn new skills and um and just like i think it's been a time for certainly for me i think it's been a whole time of reflection you know all of this pandemic issue what have you so yeah i think it sounds fantastic um i've you know creators being around creators can only create creation right <laughs> that time alex please i think that sounds great yeah you can write that you can have that one if you like <laughs> see Chilling out in the moment, and I come out with genius lines like that. Um, <laughs> what, I, what I was about to mention um, was, uh, how do you find the right illustrator to to draw your idea? Like you got Lisa Williams that does your illustration for for Derek. How do you find that right person? Oh, you know, um, I was. I have to say, I was so lucky. Um, I did. Um, I, I, I was actually recommended her um, by a company, um, a fantastic company. But Lisa, uh, Lisa is freelance, and she's absolutely, you know, open to, you know, doing. Lo she does lots of different types of work. But um, somebody said, I think Lisa would be really good for you because they'd seen this sort of scribbled out Derek the Alien sort of uh, story. So, um, and and that was it. She sent me some ideas. You know, she she put about twelve different ideas because in my head, you know, what does Derek look like? like um you can actually see him sort of behind yeah, me. Just behind you, yeah. <laughs> right, Derek. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, he's, he's fine. I've got some sort of space lugs knocking about somewhere as well. But but yeah, I mean, uh, I was extremely lucky. And I do know other authors who've struggled to find somebody, you know, where they've got something in their head and they think they really want to put something together. Um and, and they just can't find the right sort of style. Um, there are a lot of people out there illustrating. Um, and, you know, it's just matching something up, making it right, making the book look right. So I have to say, I was really, really lucky on that score. And I've had Lisa do my, um, you know, do my illustrations for the, the last three books. So, yeah. And you see there, that's the book there, Derek the Alien, for you guys on YouTube, if not. Make sure you go to the website, check that out. And this is the, is this the retreat? This is this where you guys are going to be going? Do you know what? That's just the spa area, but that is part of the retreat. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, there, look, Amy. Gorgeous. Amy, I think I think I can imagine you just sort of you know sitting there with a you know, glass of something in your hand. Um, these are people that uh, have been shown at the moment uh, that have, have been on uh, Lynn's uh, wellness retreats, and uh, mm -hmm. and they book time and time again. They really do. So it's uh, that that's why there's only so many places just under ten in a beautiful house, beautiful surroundings. Um, so we're looking for you know small numbers of people so it's uh, focused for them for anybody that um is listening and would love to do it it doesn't matter if you're going on your own does it i mean it's no fine. not at all i think probably um what has happened in the past as well is if when you have gone on your own and then you've met up with somebody who you've probably got on with very well you don't have to be sort of in there you know <laughs> sort of in their way all the time you can go and take yourself off and do different things but uh then when you find that somebody has booked again for another retreat you know perhaps a few months later then you're more likely to book again because you think well i know i'm familiar with those people but uh, there are there are couples that do go um certainly couples do go to the retreat so you know if there is a a couple that want to do that um even though you might be doing separate things when you get there it's uh, that's possible yeah but on your own yeah. fine. sounds it does sound good uh, i mean i i, I have it just sounds exciting it's like going to camp when i was a kid he's yeah. sent away for two weeks look <laughs> at the shenanigans we're up to uh, it's good that you like you guys are right now eyes down right right you're there with a whip you're like no no no, no. let's just uh have a glass of wine in the uh in the uh in the hot tub let's do that instead you know cool sounds great <laughs> um as a, as a writer of children's books um sorry amy <laughs> there's a bit no. Amy's coming to us all the way from California today. Yeah, I think I am. No, Alex, you go ahead, my darling. Oh, no, I'm a gentleman. <laughs> I wanted to ask about how much fun Bucket of Bogies was to write. That's, it just is brilliant. Um, <laughs> and the fact that you're trying to make fun for boys that hate poetry, well, kids that hate poetry, is brilliant yeah the um of course i sat there and i thought I, I've, I've got to write something for kids that really hate reading because i'd been in classrooms and i got i'd come across 12 and 13 year olds even 14 year olds and they'd said well we we don't like uh, i don't like reading what do you mean you don't like reading um i said perhaps you so my answer to that normally is maybe you just haven't found the right book yet you know it might be that you're just having the ones at school yeah. and you haven't tried other things or so and reading isn't all about you know pulling war and peace off the the shelf it's all about you know reading a 
newspaper, you know, just even two articles, uh, reading a little bit online maybe, but reading, you know, just short stories, magazines, all sorts of wider range is better. But I did sit there thinking there's got to be something, you know, that I can sort of, like you say, bridge the gap um, to, and I sat there and I thought, it's got to be about things that kids in particular boys, <laughs> I shouldn't say in particular boys, but more likely boys are going to be looking at, you know, let's do things about about poo and farting can i say that (laughs) so all about you know things about uh um you know going on holiday and i remember when i was on holiday uh when as a child you know we'd sort of travel down to to cornwall um or devon or you know somewhere somewhere around there and uh, myself and my brother would be in the back of the car and of course you know my brother suffers more with car sickness than I do, but you can imagine car sickness halfway down, you know, in the mess and the, um, <laughs> so it, it sort of, you know, <laughs> that I, I did end up sort of being inspired by that to write one of the stories, um, uh, you know, holiday nightmare, I called that one, but there's also things like, you know, a child when they go shopping and they see a teacher that is shopping as well. I mean, I saw, I saw on YouTube, have you seen a, a teacher actually sort of, Know, being outside of school they they actually live outside of school so i did a, a story about teacher stew where the child followed the teacher outside and realized that the teacher was putting all this stuff in the you know in the boot but there was a bit of a lump in the back of the boot and they thought what's under the lump she must have like kidnapped a child and put them in you know must have been somebody for detention or so there's there's lots of stuff you know where imagination has sort of uh sort of run away with me probably but uh yeah so, so it was interesting but i had um, 23 poems are in there <laughs> 23 23 po- po- rhyming poems that um i had to sort of trail back to you know my childhood um and uh you know and and think what children would like to to hear Stunning. Uh, I feel like when you it's when you when you're trying fun. to speak to someone uh, and trying to sort of connect with them, sometimes it's about finding the one thing you've got in common, right? So it's, you, you you try a few things, you know. I've, I saw a sketch recently about um, I think it was Family Guy. It was uh, guys whose girls whose girlfriends are friends, and they sit in the same room. They're like football, no. Music, no. Movies, no. <laughs> as soon as you find that one thing in common, you can sort of gel with someone. And when it comes to trying to create, sort of encourage creativity in young people, you know, it's about finding that little niche that you can probably get into. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, it is. It is. And, uh, you know, I, I, it's a bit like a lot of teachers. Um, I can't speak for every teacher, but I know that there are teachers out there that don't like uh, or not don't like, but find it a little bit of a struggle when they have to teach poetry, especially to primary. Sometimes that can be a little bit, oh, how are we going to tackle this? And so I do workshops for, for poetry as well. In fact, I, I, um, I don't, one of the pictures on my website of me dressed up in a, an astronaut's outfit. Um, and, uh, you know, I think the kids all think I'm completely nuts. And, and yeah, I am. Um, and that's the way I like it. But it's just getting the kids interested. And then we do poetry. But I say, you know, poetry can be doesn't have to rhyme poetry can be nonsense poetry so we we kind of get them set up with making uh, making their own poems uh, complete nonsense you know sort of cows with roller skates on and you know all sorts of things like that just to sort of make it engaging and interesting and uh, and it's amazing what sort of things they do right in the end so you know so it's good fun um 
the way I got around it with uh, with Timmy was um, he likes a, a YouTube channel called FGTV, and the guy is brilliant. To be fair, he he raps and he plays video games and stuff, and he's got his songs on YouTube. So when I get in the car, he'd be like, "Can I listen to FGTV or we'll put it on?" So I'll explain to him that you know, rapping is poetry. He's like, "Oh, okay, light bulb." You know? yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, it's um, it's rap is R.I.P. Rhyming poetry. That's it. Mm. And they go, yeah, right. No, really, it's just as simple as that. Mm. <laughs> Look at me, honest. So yeah, it's a um, bold moment. Rap actually stands for with rhyme and poetry. Yeah, or rhythm and poetry. One of the, one of the others. I, as I read that somewhere, I read that somewhere, and I, I, I mean, somebody might <laughs> come back to you and go, "She's wrong, she's wrong." But I did. I read it somewhere, and I thought I'm, I was quite stunned. I didn't know that myself, and uh, so. Yeah. I, Any complaints about that send to Sarah Isaac's author. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me know. Put me, put me right. Put me right. But that's honestly, I read that somewhere and I was quite surprised. Carrying that for the rest of my life. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't care if you're wrong. I think it sounds perfect. <laughs> We've made that fit now. Yes. <laughs> um, as a children's author, though, um because you you write children's books do you feel like you are you're i'm not gonna what's the best way to put this do you feel like you can't venture outside of children's uh literature is there like an adult's book inside you that you feel you might be able to write one day or are you stuck now writing children's literature yeah no it's 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 odd because one of the one of the really interesting uh genres that i like writing or reading has always been uh horror gothic horror Always, you know, that's always been something I've really been, or the supernatural, anything related to that. So here I am writing about Derek. I think, well, how did that happen? That was really strange. So it was obviously all meant to be at that time. And I, I have to say, it's opened some doors that I've really been, I've, I've had an amazing time meeting different people. And I love going into schools. And, you know, all of that has been fantastic. But about three years ago, um, a lot of, um, the, the, we I collaborated with a group of authors. Um, and we put together a book of short stories, short stories and prose. It was called Poetry and Prose. Um, and it's it's an amazing book. Just I ended up having, I think it was two, two of my stories published. So they were, um, if you like, grown-up stories, not kids' stories. Um, and uh, I really enjoyed, enjoyed writing those. And uh, the I mentioned earlier about I was putting some shoes on and I got an idea for a story. That actually would be for, um, if you like, I say a grown-up story. I don't mean some kind of dodgy story. <laughs> it just it wouldn't oh. be for children, and uh, it would be, you know, for for adults to read. So, um, so I have got something in my head for that. But um, so that wouldn't be writing in rhyme. That would be just uh, just a story. So, um, so yeah, it, it's, I will I will venture into that. I think uh, maybe I'll work from because I've done picture books and I've done for year sort of around the ages of 10 11 so maybe i'll do young adults next maybe i'm just working my way up the ladder so yeah say so. amazing um when it comes to uh derek though derek the alien are we going to see more of derek derek i have got my head in like i said most writers they've always got little bits of little bits of paper and and notes and and stuff around them where they're jotting things down um i have got a story for derry i've, I've still got I, I know 
I know generally what it's going to be linked to, um, but I've got to get the story right and I've got to work out what's happening in the end. So so that's sort of on the back burner. I keep sort of delving into that and playing around with that and, and then going off and doing something else and then coming back to it. So that tends to be how it works. So, uh, so yeah, that would be um, that would be great. And I've also got a, a story that I'm trying to put together and it involves Bridge North as a town. So, um, so look at that. No pressure. I've said that out loud now. I'm not, I shouldn't have said that. It's going to go really. Um, so yeah. So there's there's a few things in the pipeline that I've got. Uh, you know that I've been writing about. So you know you have to have about three or four things on the go. You can't just one do one thing. Well, I'm in awe though because that's just phenomenal that you're always constantly working on something. You know, it's um, it's definitely a quality. I, I feel like is very attractive. In someone when it comes to conversation especially for a podcaster you know because there's always something to talk about <laughs> it's great <laughs> i love it um Amy, have you got any have you got any questions we're getting close to wrapping this up have you got anything that's burning yeah. no do you know um i think because i was just bubbling with excitement about talking to sarah and uh, i could talk all day but it wouldn't be of any relevance to the podcast <laughs> it would just be me having a conversation so i think probably um, yeah, I'll definitely be emailing Sarah later and, um, yeah, it'd be great to talk more about the, uh, retreats and not more. Thank you. I know that's, that's great. Um, I was going to say, I, I don't know whether you want me to tell you which, uh, you know, if anybody's interested, if I can give you the, the webpage to sort of go yeah. on, or yeah, please you do. go on to your website, I don't know, but, um, but basically the, the, probably the most, if you can go on to Lynn, uh, Lynn's website, which is uh, which will take you through to giving you more information, or you can go onto my um, Facebook page and message me there. That's absolutely no problem. But to go directly, as Lynn has got all her sides set up, uh, it's Lynn L Y double N Lynn uh, Lynn hyphen Robinson hyphen Spiritual hyphen Hub dot co dot UK. Yeah. That's quite a long email. Uh, sorry, quite a long link, I should say. If you but... find it, congratulations. You definitely want to go to the retreat. So if you find that, so yeah, um, we'll put it. If you send us a link to it. Oh, I've got a link anyway. You sent it on it. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it on. Um, I'll put it on the biscuit Facebook page. That'd be lovely. That'd be fantastic. So, uh, and it'd be nice to uh, nice to have a new bunch of uh, really budding authors. And I will say that this is for not anybody that's been writing for years it doesn't have to be it can be somebody that thinks you know what i just fancy learning something new so it doesn't matter whether you're a novice or experienced you're going to learn something from this retreat definitely it's great amazing i think i think you're fantastic sarah and thank you so much for reaching out because it's, it's genuinely it's been a, a great experience speaking to you and you're welcome back on the biscuit anytime um and thank we'll do you. it in person next time um oh thank you thank you and and it's been great to, to be on it and also to meet you both so uh it's been fantastic thank you really appreciate it no thank we you. appreciate it too um guys before we get out of here uh, i want to tell you about our website too which is um the the shrewsbury biscuit podcast.co.uk and that's made for us by our friends at web orchard if you need a website make sure you check them out um they do make amazing websites that look cool if not cooler than ours I'm, i've learned that learn how to edit my own website website now uh, because uh, before i'd be like yeah i could do a video on this page here and i need this over here and they would do it for me but i realized it's actually quite simple to just go and do it myself so i've, I've learned how to 
play around with the website. So there'll be lots of changes coming to that soon. Um, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. Amy, you. you got are you up to much late soon? Have you got any any, any plans? What what's going on with you? What today? In general, you yeah, know, are you going to be I'm actually on a retreat tomorrow um, with coaching club. Yeah, uh, the group of ladies who have helped to fix me and put me back together and um, make me whole again. As a group of ladies, I can't remember how many, twenty ish, I think, maybe more, and um, that's what I'm doing tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, well, next weekend this will probably go out after the fact, but next weekend I'm so happy to say I'll be at, I'll be at Drawn, um, which is uh, Drawn Illustrators Fair, which has been put together by Cherie Gerard and Tat FB. Uh, lots of local is- illustrators all up in Shrewsbury Museum, all upstairs, uh, selling their wares and and their their art artists. And we're we're putting together the, the competition. Probably will have ended by by the time we put this out, but we're getting all the artists to put like an item in a basket so like uh and then the, we're doing a like and share thing on instagram so uh somebody's gonna win a basket full of local artistry stuff that's probably gonna be worth hundreds so it's that's really fun yeah so yeah right okay let's get out of here uh sarah okay. thank you very much amy you're an absolute star we're gonna go for a coffee after this right we are yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna go house coffee in Colum because that's one of our favorite places. Right. Yeah. It's been the Shrews Biscuit Podcast. Peace out, guys. Bye bye.